Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Hey, Todd. Dr. Wignall, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? Good. <laughs> like how you said that? Seem res- resigned to that? You seem somewhat yeah. assured? Yeah. Good. <laughs> Um, it's, that's odd because the intro today is we're talking about being curious about your emotional experience, both in how you experience certain emotions and how you express them. So when I'm asking you if you're good or not, and you seem somewhat unaware, maybe you're not, not sure, <laughs> not very open. Yeah. <laughs> um, I often have this, um, this discussion around anger. Uh, a lot and kind of really uh, talking about why people feel angry and frustrated and, mm. and elaborating on, you know, their reasons for what they're feeling. And I've found that if you can help clients be more curious about their emotional experience, um, there's a lot of knowledge to be gained in, in those um, deep dives into what is an emotion like for you yeah and what are you pulled to do when you have that emotion okay wait, so uh, there, there's set, a lot of set us up for this like what's what's an example of this like someone who's struggling with anger say and like how would you approach that from the perspective of emotional curiosity well um often what, what i mean this will be interesting basically in the context of anger one thing that comes up over and over and over again is a discussion around feeling hurt mm. Um, that when you really kind of get curious about why, you know, a client might be angry, oftentimes you find pain under it hurt, you know, um, I talked to a client just this morning and, and, and we talked about how angry his reaction was to a specific search situation with someone. Um, and as we talked about it, it became, I'm just so hurt by this other mm-hmm. person. You know, I'm, I really liked this other person and, yeah. um, you know, there, there's so often kind of being curious about your own emotional experience allows you to kind of really understand what's happening on a, on a very different level. So it led to some self-awareness about like, maybe my anger is a reaction to another emotion like sadness, right? Grief yeah. Or something like that. Hurt, so maybe, fear. Maybe yeah. One of my personal little projects with emotional curiosity is, um, have you seen the movie Inside Out, the Pixar movie Inside Out? I haven't. I haven't. I've heard of this stuff. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Fail. <laughs> I, I, every time I say I haven't heard this, oh, everybody man. who knows I'm a psychologist looks at me like I'm an idiot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So go ahead. Heap it on. I didn't say it. You did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Pixar, for people who haven't seen it, this Pixar movie Inside Out, the, the, the shtick of the movie is that the, the main characters are the, the kind of primary emotions inside a little girl's head right? So Amy Poehler mm-hmm. plays joy, the emotion of happiness or joy, right? And there's this other, mm-hmm. one of the characters is sadness, and she's kind of this like mopey blue sort of sad character. And there's anger, this guy's mm-hmm. kind of a little anger monster, and there's fear. And anyway, so the, the primary emotions are personified in this little girl's head. And I, I saw this movie, and I was talking, this was during grad school, and I was talking with a, a buddy afterwards about it. And he, he sort of on his high horse <laughs> said, uh, yeah, you know, it was good. But you know, the thing that like didn't really make sense about it is like they treat anger as a primary emotion and really anger is a secondary emotion. Mm. And as, and it, so in, in <laughs> psychology, the idea of a secondary emotion is like, 
it's it's only a reaction to other emotions. Like it never shows up first. It's All by always, itself. Yeah. yeah. It always shows up as a reaction to another emotion. And so I, I'm not all that interested in whether that's technically true or not, but it was like an interesting thought experiment. And so over the years, I've just been kind of keeping note of like, when I feel angry or when other people talk about feeling angry, is it, does it happen first in isolation or is it, does it come after some other emotion that maybe we're not aware of initially, uh, but it's sort of like a response mm-hmm. to, or even a distraction from some other emotion. And, and I will say the vast majority of, to- of the time, anger does seem to always come after or sort of mask some other emotion. Often sa- some version of sadness, like hurt or grief or, or, or fear sometimes hurt, scared, yeah, or sad is usually what I tell yep. clients. Yeah. Hurt, yep. hurt, scared, or sad. Um, yeah, that, yeah. I, I, but, but the way and what I'm talking about is it, your own deep dive into how you experience a certain emotion too, is very um, customized, right? How do I feel that thing? Where do I feel it in my body? Where do I, what, what is that exact experience for me? And what is that tied to? And, you know, you, you might kind of discover, oh man, it's often tied to hurt for me or fear for me. I get, yeah. I get scared of something and then I lash out and, and there's your expression is how do I communicate this emotion when I feel it to other people? Is it healthy? You know, if I'm right. lashing out every time I feel this, it's probably not a healthy way of communicating this emotion. How do I communicate my hurt or my disappointment or my fear in a way that might be more productive rather than, or, or you could say, Hey, you know, I experienced this emotion in a pretty healthy way. And I think I communicate it in a healthy way, but knowing that about yourself and what those tendencies are behaviorally around your emotions, I think is, for example, I have a, a client um, who will feel lonely sometimes and sad about that. And that pulls them to start texting and calling people and then kind of testing their loyalty by whether they'll call or text back to this person. Right. Oh. And, and to realize that what you're, you know, that what you're doing and feeling sad and lonely is it feels very isolating to you. You're reaching out, but you're doing it in a way that doesn't reinforce friendship. It tests it each time, you know, and is that what you want to do? Is that how you want to go about this? And sometimes just kind of helping people understand that, you know, your feelings are totally valid. It's just what you're doing around them that you may want to change, you know, but, but by being curious about your experience rather than judgmental of it or, or hating it, but by be really being curious. Uh, I think there's a lot of information to be gained there. One of my hot takes um, on, on emo- one of my theories of, of emotion that um, seems to turn out pretty well is that everybody talks about anger management. I don't, I don't think any, I think anger management is a myth. I don't think anybody has an anger management issue Um, (laughs) in part because a, you can't manage your anger. People who have anger management Mm. issues really Mm. have aggression management issues. Their real problem is they're not managing the expression of the anger. Yeah. But as this conversation points out, the other side of that is the other issue you have, all these people labeling themselves as having anger management problems you have a more fundamental problem, which is you do not have a particularly good relationship with other difficult emotions like sadness or anxiety. In fact, you probably don't have any relationship with them. You don't, you, you don't even know, you're not even aware that you're feeling sad or hurt. You're going straight to anger. Anger, anger is not the problem, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's, that's the symptom like 20 <laughs> miles downstream. It's the stuff that's coming before that you're using anger to avoid that's really the issue. So that, yeah, that's possibly. Example, yeah. Like, this is like a great, 
um, case for why getting curious about your emotions is so important. There are people mm -hmm. who go their whole lives thinking they have anger management problems when that, that has, anger has nothing to do with it. It's that you, because of something that happened to you when you were a kid, you're, you think, you know, being sad makes you weak. And so you avoid sadness at all costs. And like, that's leading to the fact that you're having these outbursts and like yelling at people and can't sustain a relationship. And like, there's nothing to do with anger, <laughs> but yeah. you'd never get there. If you, if you weren't curious about like, uh-huh. Like every time I get angry, there's actually this little thing of like, I feel kind of hurt behind there. Like, I wonder what's going yeah. on there. Like if you weren't curious, you would, you would never be able to get there. Yeah. Or, or even, um, you know, when I'm in these types of situations, I tend to react like this and I wonder why that is, <laughs> why, did, why, what feeling causes me to do that. And, 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 um, we all have them and, and, and to look at the areas of your lives, maybe that where relationships are struggling and be curious about what happens when, when that goes awry, you know, what am I yeah. feeling there? And, and why am I choosing that behavior over others that, that might, um, might be a better solution? What is it? What is what's in there for me? But I think the, 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 the curiosity aspect of, of this, of this, um, assertion that if you can be curious about your emotions, that, that, there's no judgment in that. It's, it's, it's void of yeah. this means I am a jerk. This means I'm a failure. Right. You know, it's absence of all that. It's just that, man, when I feel that thing, I'm pulled to do these things. Hmm. Is that how I want to do that? You know, the other really, is that how do I, the other really cool thing about emotional curiosity, I think is emotional curiosity is the verb to self-awareness is noun. So every, everybody, everybody knows about self-awareness. I think everybody or a lot of people want to wish they were more self-aware, right? But you can't, mm -hmm. you can't mm -hmm. do self-awareness. Like be, some, be more self-aware. Like that's not a thing you do. It's, it's an effect. It's something that happens. It's like, mm -hmm. how do you actually do it? What's the input that gets you to the output of self-awareness? I think this emotional curiosity is a fantastic lever you, can act, you actually have control over. It's something you can do. It's a verb, right? You can yeah. choose to be curious about how you're feeling. And yeah. that will result in increased levels of self-awareness. So I think it's a great, it's a very practical concept um, because it's, it's something you can do. You can always yeah. be curious. You can always ask questions right? yeah. under your control. Unlike so many things like what, whether I'm self-aware or whether I feel happy or whether, you know, all this kind of stuff that you don't actually have direct control over. You know, a good example of this, and I know we, we use this, um, a lot. And this is actually a discussion I've had, um, with the client. Um, we were looking at reasons she really struggled going to the gym. And basically she said, when she got home, um, she would just start doing a lot of other things and get distracted and not go. And when I asked, well, what do, what do you feel when you go home? And you know, the, the plan to go to the gym pops in your head. You remember like, Oh, you know, I need to get my shoes on. I need to do those things, whatever. What do you feel? And she's like, well, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not paying attention to that, you know? So we made it her homework. Can you, mm -hmm. can you be curious about what you're feeling? You know, as that comes in, she comes in the following week and she says, I feel defeated. I, I feel sad. And, and, uh, um, like I've already resigned. I'm, I'm sad. I'm disappointed in myself and I'm sad because I realize I'm not going to the gym. You know, and I was like, oh man, if you could be curious about that, you've already decided and you're already kind of reacting to it. And so what are the odds of you going to the gym when you're that sad and, and disappointed in yourself already, 
right? You've already determined it. Um, But just her realization that, wow, she's experiencing this kind of resignation and sadness before the, the, the real um, explicit choice not to go to the gym has been made even, you know? Um, And it was just interesting. So as she kind of carved out some space to just look at that, behavior and, 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 and illustrate what, or elaborate on what she might do differently. she said, man, when I come home, I'm, I'm going to reiterate to myself, you know, before I go in, here's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm going to do this. This is going to be, this is going to work out well. Yeah. And it totally just shifted everything around just kind of that observation that, wow, I've already kind of given mm-hmm. up and I'm reacting in that grieving sort of way before I've really kind of even decided what's happening. I just yeah. slipped into this avoidant kind of trance. It was, it was, but being curious is the only thing that gets you that sort of perspective and that kind of an ability to, to change sometime is, is that curiosity. What's breaking down? What's actually happening? Yeah, I hope it's, it's also along those lines. It's a really great way to build what I think of as emotional confidence. I, I think a lot of people on some pretty core level are pretty afraid of a lot of their emotions, whether it's sadness or anxiety or anger or guilt or shame or whatever it is. It's like, oh, that feels bad. I don't want to feel that, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to run away or I'm going to do something to get rid of it. Or I'm going to, the problem is when you constantly avoid difficult feelings, you're telling your brain, hey, this thing is dangerous. So the next time that feeling comes up, not only are you going to feel bad, you're going to feel bad about feeling bad. <laughs> you're going to feel guilty for feeling anxious. You're going to feel anxious about feeling sad. You're going to feel angry about feeling ashamed, right? Mm-hmm. Now you're feeling way worse. So you're going to want to avoid it even more, which is going to make you even more afraid or shamed or whatever. So it's just this gnarly, vicious cycle people get into when yeah. they avoid painful emotions. As understandable as it is, because they're painful and we don't want to feel them. Yeah, Emotional curiosity is, it's the antidote to that. When you're curious, yeah. you are approaching something. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. though it's painful in the moment, when you approach a difficult feeling, instead of running away from it or trying to get rid of it, you're teaching your brain, you know, this thing is uncomfortable or painful. I don't like it, but it's not dangerous. Yeah. So the next time that thing comes around, your brain's going to remember and your brain's going to go, oh, this thing, I remember this, it's painful, but it's not actually scary or dangerous. So you're going to be more able to handle it and be resilient to it in the moment. So I think that's another like huge benefit to emotional curiosity is it, it builds emotional confidence. Yeah, it is. It is that ability to ask the question rather than run away from. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so in the long run is so empowering. And I, I think really is like a really key ingredient in just, yeah, emotional resilience generally, being able to deal with difficult emotions in a healthy way. Mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't deal with your emotions in a healthy way if you're terrified of your emotions. Yeah, if you're, it, yeah, very true. Hey everyone, Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.